This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into BetQL Daily. Ed, Joe, and Aaron off this week. Today, alongside Jim Rodriguez, the original J-Rod, I am Chris Mack, and we are with you live coast-to-coast on the BetQL Network. Until noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, we have got you covered wherever you are in the world on your Odyssey app as well. Download it today, A-U-D-A-C-Y, and take us with you. Uh, Twitch, maybe you're kicking back relaxing today. Uh, Fire up one of those screens you got in front of you and watch us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash BetQL. QL. We will get back into the Derby in a little bit. Lightning bets before we wrap up the show as well. Everybody talks about how it's a slow time of year. I don't I don't know if there's ever a slow time of year anymore. We got NBA Summer League. We could maybe uh, dish on that again. And of course, the NFL offseason. We'll talk about the Andre Hopkins specifically in just a couple of moments as he seems to be holding out for someone to enter the sweepstakes and drive his value up. Uh, maybe just doesn't want to go to a training camp and have to go through practices as a veteran who can get away with that if he doesn't want to. Uh, but both of the teams that are supposedly interested in him are in the AFC, Tennessee Titans, New England Patriots, J-Rod. And we are both in AFC towns. You're in Miami. I'm in Pittsburgh. And those two teams in particular, I think there's a wide variance on just how good people think they are, especially with the Steelers. Some people say the Steelers, ah, they're a seven-win team with an unproven quarterback who threw more interceptions than touchdowns last year and an aging defense. Uh, some people say, oh, especially people in Pittsburgh, they're high on the Steelers right now. Kenny Pickett, year two, here we go. T.J. Watt, if he's healthy, all this. Uh, Najee Harris is due for a breakout year. They believe they could maybe even challenge the Bengals for the division crown. I think that might be spreading it on a little too thick. But down in Miami, there are people like that who think that about the Dolphins. Yeah, they're going to challenge the Bills for the division title this year. Aaron Rodgers, who? What? No, the Jets aren't a part of this thing. It's all about the Dolphins. And who is going to stay healthy? He's going to throw 35 touchdown passes this year. And then there are people who say, yeah, but if Tua gets hurt, mm, Mike White, that's our insurance policy? Really? and say, "Mm, Dolphins should be happy if they can skate in with a wild card again. So where are we with each of these two teams, J-Rod? Your Dolphins down there in South Florida, my Steelers here in Pittsburgh, PA. Where are we with both of these teams and where they sit in that AFC hierarchy that I think is clearly delineated into two tiers, right? You've got the Chiefs, Bengals, Bills tier, and then you got kind of a bunch of other teams, the Dolphins, the Ravens, uh, the Chargers, maybe even the Jags, and where do the the Steelers and maybe a couple other teams, the Browns, for instance, maybe, the Titans who we're talking about, where do they fit in on that tier, the Jets for that matter? Yeah, it's, it's funny. Like, I, I talked to somebody out here, and, and I asked them, what would be a successful season for the Dolphins? And they said, Losing the AFC championship game. That that is sort of the bar. Getting to the wow. championship game. This is a franchise that hasn't won a playoff game in a generation. Okay? 
Mm-hmm. So uh, to me, it's unbelievable what the, what the expectations are. The Dolphins have the third best odds to win their own division. The Jets have better odds to win the division than the Dolphins. Miami plus 275 to win the East. I always look at the schedule, Chris, and it is yeah. – now the Dolphins are very talented. On both sides of the ball, they went and got Big Fangio to be their defensive coordinator. They got Jalen Ramsey. A lot of talent here, and they're going to need every ounce of it because they play the AFC West this year, the Chiefs, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders, and they play the NFC East. I made real quick here a, a the quarterbacks that Miami is going to have to face this season, barring any injuries. They're going to have to face Pat Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Justin Herbert, Dak, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, and Daniel Jones, who, by the way, on the road, is a cover machine. It is not mm. going to be easy for Miami. They're, they are going to, to me, 11, 12 wins. I don't know. I, I mean, I could see the Dolphins ending up what they always do, nine wins, skating in as that last wild card, you know, getting in on the road. I think they're in the playoffs, but I think the expectations are way overblown here. And, of course, you nailed it. Is Tua going to stay healthy? He's been, he's been practicing yeah. judo, so he knows how to fall. I mean, I, you can't teach somebody not to get hurt. You know, that offensive line needs a lot of help. They got a little bit of help. Dalvin Cook maybe is in the option. They still haven't signed him at running back. I think the Dolphins aren't as good as we think they are. Well, Jalen Ramsey on the outside now, hopefully helping the defense, right? A full year, a full season of Bradley Chubb rather than just about half a season. Um, So those should help bolster the defensive side of the ball. But you're right, it's all about Tua on the offensive side. And if he stays healthy, I think they're a 10-win team. And look, this is what the the betting markets would tell you as well. They're a a 9 or 10-win team. A healthy Tua, they're more of a 10-win team despite the difficulties on that schedule that you just listed uh, to a misses a couple of weeks or God forbid has a longer absence. They're certainly under that nine and a half. And if you look at it, that's exactly what the numbers tell you. If you scan through the different books and you do a little bit of shopping right now, the dolphins at nine and a half, just about everywhere, not a ton of juice, minus minus one ten, minus one fifteen, depending on where you find it. They are truly a nine or 10 win team. They're right there. So I, I think I'm with you on Miami in that it, it, I hate to say it all comes down to Tua, but it all comes down to Tua. That, that's what it is. And I think in that division in particular, there will be questions as well about, you know, it, this is a quarterback-driven league, so none of these items should surprise anybody. Does the Patriots offense actually look like it has an offensive coordinator this year? You know, does Mac Jones develop at all? Um, does Aaron Rodgers help or hurt? in New York. Um, There's a lot of people that want to believe he'll instantly get back on the horse, but you can't argue the fact that last year was the worst statistical season of his career. And this could be the slide at the end of a a veteran's long career. And then of course, is Josh Allen slowly turning into a turnover machine before our eyes? And what's the relationship like with Stefan Diggs and the Bills organization? And is that going to play itself out adversely? not just through training camp, but the first couple of months of the season. And how does that affect the on-field relationship between Diggs and Allen? So all those questions could clearly open the door for the Dolphins. But again, if two is not healthy, then it doesn't matter if the door is open or not. They're not going to be able to walk through it. And I think it's imperative, Chris, that the Dolphins get off to a good start. Their schedule did not do them any favors. Three 
of the first four games are on the road. They start at the Chargers, they, then they're at New England. Home opener is week three against Denver, who, by the way, I think low-key Denver is going to be a lot better. They actually have an adult in the room as the head coach. I think <laughs> Russell Wilson will be better. I think Denver will be a lot better. So char at Chargers, at Patriots, home to the Broncos, and then week four at Buffalo. You blink and you're one and three. You know, I, I think the best case scenario, two and two, it's it's not it's gonna be a hard start. I mean, the only positive part about it is that they get New England and Buffalo on the road off the schedule in September, October. So they don't have to go to those places in December, right. January, and deal with the snow and the cold. And, and, you know, the contrary to that is Buffalo doesn't get Buffalo comes here. New England comes here when the, when the temperature is much milder than it was when Buffalo came here and guys were having heat strokes on the, on the sideline. Right. Buffalo uh, plus 130, the AFC East favorite. Jets plus 250, Dolphins plus 275. If you're watch, watching the show on Twitch, you see that on the screen already, twitch.tv slash betql. So before we talk about who ranks where in the AFC, let's turn it to the other team here and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Second year of Kenny Pickett. Uh, lots of positive talk coming out of the Steelers facility about his offseason development. Uh, it is a huge question mark year for Najee Harris, though. Uh, drafted 20th overall. Lots of talk in the league over the last few years. You never draft a running back in the first round. No, no, no. Why would you do that? But he fits what Mike Tomlin and Art Rooney II want the Pittsburgh Steelers to be, which is protect the young quarterback, let the defense make plays, hold on to the football. Some old school, really Steelers-style football. I mean, it... it you hate to be cliched about it, but that's what it is. And that's what they expect of their offense because there's not a lot of trust put in offensive coordinator Matt Canada to necessarily come up with something creative despite the, the slew of weapons he's got at his disposal. Deontay Johnson, George Pickens. Uh, they go out and get Allen Robinson. If he's healthy, he could be a big upgrade at the third receiver spot. Pat Fryermuth as well. Uh, they go out and get Darnell Washington out of Georgia who could be a weapon for them. Uh, as the season progresses, especially in the red zone. But they're sitting at eight and a half wins most places, nine in uh, at least one spot I saw at Caesars, I believe, but heavily juiced at eight and a half wins at minus 150. So again, a team that the books are telling you is a nine-win team, I think. Yeah, if the quarterback doesn't develop, we could see an under. If somebody gets hurt on the defensive side of the ball, we could see an under. But it, you have a hard time finding people who are going to bet against Mike Tomlin not finding his way to nine wins, or at the very least, because we hear it all the time, he's never had a losing season. He'll somehow find a tie in there and get to eight, eight, and one. It's just that is the belief that people have league-wide uh, about Mike Tomlin and his ability to find something that will help them scratch and fight and claw their way into contention as well. You just wonder, Chris, and, and you're there, how much of the success that Pittsburgh had at the tail end of the season, how much does that play into it? In other words, it's, it's a right. completely different season, but we had Kenny Pickett, who is the quarterback. We had him look, look the part. He looked good. The things were the offense were what was clicking. They, you know, they went, they went on that win streak to end the year. I think they're better than the Browns. Are they, are they better than the Ravens? No. Are they better than the Bengals? No. So what does third place in the AFC North give you? 
about nine wins. I think I think that's right, and it's super juiced at minus one fifty. I would love to see what it what a bet would be if I were making a bet on the Steelers. It would be to make the playoffs. I think that's where you get mm-hmm. some value. Um, they're yeah. five to one to win the AFC North. You're, I think you're you're better off giving me the money, and I'll invest it for you. Uh, you know, they're not better than the Bengals or the Ravens. No, I think they're better than the Browns. I think the fact that it's Tomlin, there was some success. I think there's a lot of optimism in Pittsburgh coming in this year because yes. I think now they know what they have. Now they know what worked because there was, there's actually proof of concept. And I think the, the Steelers are going to be a lot better than people think. Yeah, I, I think for those that think that they're going to plod along and struggle because of the young quarterback that maybe don't believe in Kenny Pickett, you're right. There's going to be a bit of surprise of, of a surprise for those people. But it is interesting that they've sat there all spring and summer fourth in the division odds behind Cincy at plus 120 in the north, Baltimore at plus 250, the Browns at 4-1, to one, the Steelers at 5-1. to one. But that brings us back around, to just like we talked about the AFC East, it's all about the quarterbacks. Burrow, clearly the best in the division, battling with Patrick Mahomes for AFC supremacy. Lamar Jackson, I think we're going to see a different Lamar this year, and I think it'll be for the better. I think they'll let him air it out a little bit more. They finally found some weapons for him to utilize. I think we could see a little bit of Louisville Lamar, where he's allowed to actually spread the ball around. The Steelers and Kenny Pickett we just talked about, should be he should develop. He should not be the guy who was making poor decisions like he did against Miami and Philadelphia when he first got thrown into things last October. But the big question mark is Deshaun Watson. If you get Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson – the AFC North gets thrown up in the air, I think. Uh, to, the Browns become a part of the conversation. Certainly, an AFC wildcard race is thrown on its head if Deshaun Watson is that guy again. But I didn't see much. You talk about down the stretch, J-Rod. I didn't see much from Deshaun Watson down the stretch last year that told me that he's going to ever look like that guy again. Yeah, and, and, and you know, by no means am I trying to have anybody feel sorry for Deshaun Watson, but you almost expected a regression. The guy hadn't played in a year and a half. You know, the, all, all the noise surrounding him going into those games, you expected him to, to, to play poorly. The question is now, is this the year of sort of getting back to Deshaun? And then next season, are we now going to see Deshaun Watson or were you going to expect the Deshaun Watson that was an MVP, you know, candidate, a, you know, a guy that's going to lead his team to 10, 11 wins. I would almost take this year. And it's easy for me to say, because I'm not a Browns fan. I would almost take this year as a, all right, let's get Deshaun the focus is let's get Deshaun back to being a, a an elite top 10 top five quarterback in this league and you know damn the torpedoes who cares what, how many games we win it's about getting Deshaun right because long term that's what you need that's why I think the Steelers are better than the Browns that's why I think that division is not yet ready for the Browns two years from now I would say watch out for Cleveland you know what that's an interesting theory because for those of us just a couple hours down the road from Cleveland who, who watch them closely that they're in the AFC North, um, it, it's, it's very much that dichotomy of how much do you want to put in Deshaun Watson's hands, right? Because if, if you entrust him with the offense, he could again find that what he had in Houston. But then the other side of it is Stefanski and Van Pelt have gotten themselves in trouble before when they don't lean on the run game. And you've still got Nick Chubb at your disposal. You've still got one of the best backs in the league at your disposal. So should you be leaning on that? I think we've actually opened up a giant conversation that we need to continue, J-Rod. And it's about 
what the AFC playoff picture looks like. Let's continue that next. By all means, stay with us live coast to coast on the BetQL network. We're still going to talk about DeAndre Hopkins. How does he affect this conversation as well? It's BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Listen to us on your Odyssey app. Watch the show at twitch.tv slash BetQL. Back in a moment, the AFC playoff picture. What do we think of it next on BetQL Daily? We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.